0: We're about the little setback. You guys ready to worship with us? Yeah.
1: I get it inside my head sometimes, you know? But what it does is when I'm when I'm uh, doing the yard work, I'm thinking about stuff. I'm pulling things over. It's it's an opportunity for God to speak to me when it's it's kind of quiet, you know what I mean? Kinda, because I got my music playing in the backyard. Um, but here's what I was doing. Uh, I've got this stuff called jasmine that grows all over my fences and everything. Okay, This time of the year, there's this wild vine that likes to grow in it, and this wild vine loves to kill it. It will kill it, it will strangle it. It will destroy my beautiful jasmine that blooms from April through the first of June. And man, I sit in that backyard and I love that smell. Where I'm going with this is if I don't take the time to eliminate that wild mind to get that which is killing what's good out of the way it will die the same thing and this is what can hit me over and over and over I'm thinking it's the same with my life if I'm not crucifying the flesh, getting rid of the sin getting rid of that which will kill me spiritually if I'm not doing something about it Guys, I don't know where you're at, but I fight that, man. I fight the flesh. i got attitudes. I've I got opinions. And I fight internally. I fight a lot of that stuff, man. Um, the world is coming apart in a lot of ways. And we've been talking about this in our men's group. It's not our fight. I read Matthew 28, 19 and 20, and Jesus tells me to go ye therefore, baptizing, teaching. That what's going on in the world today, we've got to teach them how to love Jesus. That's the cure. If it you're never going to get this side, this side to agree with anything outside of Christ being in the middle of it. That's it. So I've got to constantly remind myself that the, the one thing I can do is purge the sin, the vine, that's killing me spiritually from my own personal life. And then teach the truth of the word of God to those who are hurting, And hopefully they too will purge. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Pray. You know, Job, in chapter 42 of Job, all that he went through came back to him, temple, temple. When he started praying for his friends that were mocking him. (laughs) you like to pray for your friends that are mocking you? That's a hard thing to do. People that don't love you. Or people that are taking advantage of you. Pray for them. Pray for them. And it's amazing what God will do in your life. And also in their lives. Um, Gary had asked me to share with you. We've got so many new people that... If you haven't given us your information so we can contact you and love on you, we would appreciate that. Uh, This as the basket is being passed around this morning, we would love to have that information so we can stay in contact with you. Um, Again, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for how you give to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Other things. And I'm excited. Once this thing we're dealing with, if it ever goes away, once we get to that place, we have some awesome. or I have some awesome ideas that I'm gonna run by a Pastor. Where we're uh, we're gonna start doing some events because we want Mars Hill Church to be out yonder. You know what I mean? We we've got to be in our community. Uh, you know, Christian surfers. We're excited about. Uh, served Camp going on July the 11th uh, just just to be an example and to be exposed to the world so the world can see hey man, we've got a different way of seeing things and looking at things so guys, if you want to become a member of this ministry please give us some information and thank you for your faithfulness to sow into this ministry so that when that day happens we can be that lighthouse that we need to be let's pray God, we love you Thank you for loving us. God, I pray that each and every one of us would uh, do self-examination this morning. as pastor comes and teaches. May the Holy Spirit speak through him. Have the freedom in all of our hearts and minds this morning. God, I thank you for this worship team. I thank you for them preparing our hearts to hear the message that you have for us. And God, I pray that as we give, Lord, we are so thankful that you've even given us the opportunity to give. May we be joyful in our giving back to you that which you blessed us with. God, again, I pray that no one would leave this place without knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that they know Jesus Christ is their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
2: Turned upside down. I am not preaching today like I necessarily normally would with like a passage of scripture and kind of go verse by verse. I'm just sharing today off my heart. And one thing I want to share first before I get started is last week we preached on the gospel here at the church and it hands down was easily the, the largest outpouring of messages that I've received since we've been to church together. And the neat thing about that is because the gospel is offensive. The gospel is not, is not cozy. The gospel is, for those that don't accept the gospel, the gospel is very much abrasive. And the fact that we have a church that embraces the gospel of Jesus Christ speaks volumes to what Jesus is doing here. And I'm proud of our church, that we are alike here in the community that doesn't always go along with such things so Marshall church keep up the keep up the belief in the scriptures because the belief in the scriptures is what's going to change lives the, you know it, it's, it's nice and, and the, the thing that's you know the, the self-help programs are nice and all that but this is this is what changes lives right so get in get in the word however you can um, we had an awesome event this week with the youth group. In fact, I I've, I've been doing I've, I've been doing this event since I was probably nineteen years old and I went as a youth before that. But we went to we went to the Itch me this week. And apparently you can only catch COVID on the front half of the river. <laughs> because they only let us go from the halfway point down. Which I thought was that's fine. We still got to go and have a good time, instead of sent me like three hours, like an hour and a half, which is so cool. But in case you didn't know that, you can only catch COVID on the top half of 70, <laughs> and not the bottom half of the 70. It's kind of crazy how that works. well, Whatever. We still had a good time. Um, we were just under 30, I think, that went down and um, we, had a, we had a ball together. So if you missed out on that one, we have another event for the youth department this Tuesday. We are going on a beach day. Um, I'll get the information out to you, we're going to have a good time on Tuesday together. Um, I think when we get done, what we're doing right now is called our super summer series with the youth group, where we have uh, things planned up until the end of July, every once a week for the uh, for the youth group. So there's plenty of things to do and to get um, plugged into. But we had an absolute wall on Tuesday. I was I enjoyed coming out of retirement for that event. All right, if you have a copy of God's word today, we're gonna be we're gonna start in Jeremiah. And then we're going to skip around after that. And I really am just sharing my heart this morning. Um, you know, it's, it's funny how as we, as we face what's going on in our world, it's funny how we get real focused on what matters most, right? It's funny how when tribulation begins to take place, how it all of a sudden gets us maybe focused on what really matters. And I hope that's what's happening to you right now. I know with me, I'm taking a good look um, inward on every aspect, whether it's my home or my own personal walk with Jesus, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids. I'm just doing an inventory right now. It's funny how when, when there's things that are going on around you that you want to make sure you're checking the right boxes. you know. So I hope you're doing the same thing. Okay? All right. You have never spent one moment in existence where God didn't love you. Wow. Let's pray. On, right. It's true. You've never spent one moment out of the presence of a God who doesn't love you. And that seems like such a basic message to those that have been maybe believers for a long time. And maybe you've gotten numb to that message. But it's the truth. God has always loved you from the beginning. In Jeremiah 1:5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb I knew you. Is that not an amazing fact about our God? Is that not an amazing fact about our Savior? In Psalm 139, verses 13 through 14, it says this: for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I don't know exactly how to explain this, but God being God has always loved every one of you. And that's something that's probably beyond our comprehension, I agree, but it's the the facts one of my kids was recently upset with me imagine this because of a decision a parenting decision i made those of you that are parents you know there's probably nothing that you've ever done in your whole life that's harder than being a christian parent except for maybe trying to be a christian spouse right and be a good one after some time lapse and they had a chance to process I called them over to me, and this is what I said. I said, and this is what's on my heart. I said, I don't know if this makes any sense to you at all, but I have somehow always loved you. Of course, it wasn't when I went here at the time, right? In fact, I cannot remember a time when I didn't love you. You see, I always dreamed of being a daddy. I always did. You could ask my mom, even when I was young, how I tell her I have 10 kids one day. Um, I got halfway there. Call it a day. <laughs> Tap it out. Um, somebody, somebody mentioned that. I said, I about you, one in ten? I said, The fifth one felt like I was drowning with a baby in each arm, and somebody threw me another one. <laughs> so, we got a five. I remember when they were all born thinking to myself, So, this is you. Anybody else have that thought, when they finally get to see their face of their child for the first time, you see me like, so this is, so you're this, you're him, you're her. Please understand that I would never withhold a blessing on purpose from my child, right? But sometimes as parents, we have tough decisions, to make, tough choices to make. And what I was trying to agree with it was that I need you to understand that on the other side of your emotions, trust me as daddy, Right? You see, God has loved us before time began, before he set the sun and the moon, before he controlled the tides. God's loved us how just He just does. And the truth is, I don't care what's happening in our world around us. He's not going to stop loving you any less. Though we turn away, he stays true. We get so upset by our circumstances, but he knows us best. And if whatever I'm going through, pass through my father's hands first, well, that means that with his strength, I can do this. Second Timothy chapter 2, 13, well, before I write that, uh, you know that our, our, our struggles pale comparison, right, sometimes. But this week I had two interesting things take place. You probably noticed I've been limping for like three or four weeks. So I finally broke down and went to the, to the I got an x-ray this week and I have a couple fun things called, well several, um, herniated discs, that's fun, right? So that was what I figured out Thursday and then, then my truck dies like Thursday night, right? And so the, the truck's parked, my back hurts. but. I'm not trying to like kind of pastor them here but it's okay his grace is sufficient for us it always is and that's a small example right there's much bigger examples of, of things that his grace is sufficient for right but I'm just I I'm just gonna be honest Marshall I am so excited about what God is doing here in this church if he has to will be in in a wheelchair just to be a part of it I' am happy as I can be. I've never had so much fun in ministry that I have been doing this right here. Um, And I hope that's where you're at today because God's doing things here at our church. And it's just neat to see. Check out 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 and it says this. If we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself you are his and he is yours he has always loved you and he always will stop looking at god like he could just take it or leave his relationship with you because he can't he's not okay you know so, so many people in the world are like that man whether it's someone that they work with or maybe it's an old friend that no longer wants to pursue a relationship with us God will not just cast you off like somebody else has in the past. He he won't. He's faithful even when we're not. So stop looking for a reason to not serve him. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. The fact from Scripture, guys, is God would do anything for you. And that is exactly what he did. You might have thought you were broken, and you might have thought you were alone, but God was there with you, calling out in ways that you did not even understand at the time. Maybe you didn't even know that you lost your way. You ever been there? Lost? You don't have done it? I remember I had some buddies of mine that were traveling across country, and they were, they were driving from— um, Portland, Oregon, all the way through. Well, they did pretty good until they got to West Virginia, okay? And now, we'll never have – this was the days of Brandy and McNally maps strapped across the steering wheel. Who's the, any, any, any old heads in here that remember the days right there? Driving, that was safe, wasn't it? Driving with a map this thing under your steering wheel, trying to figure out where to go. That was part of the adventure, way before GPS. Or, and now the phones which even tell you what lane you be in, right? It's ridiculous. Well, they found themselves lost in, the, in West Virginia, which is easy to do. In fact, our family was one time on a trip to West Virginia, and we somehow turned it into almost a 20-hour trip to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm still not sure how we, we did that. There wasn't any of us in the spirit by the time we got there. Um, but we somehow managed to do that in one year. Um, well they finally stopped as you know men are often often, often hesitant to do and they ask for directions. And in the middle of nowhere, they find this little gas station. And the first fellow in West Virginia said, looked up and said, You don't want to go that way. That was the first thing he said. And the second fellow chimed in and goes, You can't get there from here. <laughs> What he was saying was, you had to go back the way you came to get to where you want to go. All right? Friends, it is one thing to be lost, and it's a whole different thing to be lost and not know it. Don't be so surprised, guys, when you see the world acting the way it does. I'm lost. Lost is lost. Lost is lost. Oh, God, but thank you for the day that we heard the gospel. We forget we once walked in darkness. But one day the gospel of Jesus penetrated your heart and heart. And while once you were blind, now you see. And none of us got here the same way. But God's plan prevailed. The enemy hates that you are his. And did his worst to keep you from faith in Christ. But he lost. My friends, the journey to get us here was long, but we are here. And if we went around the room and we all told our stories, they would all be so different, but they all end the same. Isn't that great? We can all tell our story, but they all end with faith in Christ. And they all end with with, with us being saved. And they all end with us receiving that, that new heart and that renewing of the mind. Know that Jesus went to the cross with you on his mind. And he knew the way to get you home. He knew what it took to get you here. I know the world seems crazy right now, but you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. Let's smile at that today, knowing that while we think things are spinning out of control, that God is still on his throne today. My brothers and sisters, the world has been doing this since the fall of man. This is nothing new. It is just hitting home a little bit harder right now, isn't it? We're getting a little more uncomfortable, aren't we? Can you believe it that this lost world is out there acting lost? I sure wish they would go to hell a little bit quieter, don't you? thought I had. Isn't that ridiculous? What do we expect? Would you guys pipe down on your way to eternal damnation please? You're making it real uncomfortable for me and my church. (laughs) Listen, God has been there with us before. He hit the reset button once already. Remember what he had to do in Genesis chapter 6, 5 and 6? Listen to this. Like six chapters into scripture, right? Listen to this. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Church, carry on. Remember what we are up against. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Hey guys, our fight is spiritual. It's not physical. Our fight is spiritual. When you keep this truth, when you keep this truth at the forefront and let everything else filter through this, you keep a proper... Biblical perspective about the world in which we live. You see, we don't live in Zion, guys. We live in Babylon. Now, if God leads his church down this road without rapturing his church, get excited. Because he's got something amazing for us to do in the kingdom. Isn't that good? As the persecution heats up, and we're not raptured, right? So Jesus, it's not time for Him to come back yet. If He's got something awesome for us to do, I can't wait to see what it is. Y'all with me? Think about where He has pulled you out of in the past. This is nothing new for Him. Think about how far you have come, in the snares that you have overcome. Oh, you don't have—you've never been caught in the snare. I have. I have. I'm glad to be out of it. Nothing in the past compares to what is in front of us for his church. You know, and we get in a habit, and I've noticed this as I've gotten older. That's my. <laughs> Sorry about the catch thing. I've noticed as you get older in the ministry and as you serve Jesus longer, you see, I've been doing this well, pretty straightforward since I was like 19 years old. So I got lots of, of past defeats, but a whole lot of past victories that I could just come up here every Sunday and talk about, right? And as you get older in the ministry, you have a habit to do that if you're not careful. It's you, you start talking about everything you did in the past. Oh, well, we did this there or this there. You just have a you have a tendency to want to tell the same stories over and over again, especially victory, right? is good ones. Um, when I was at Liberty, I must have heard 75 times of how Falwell founded Liberty University, right? He just kept telling the story over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but what I, want to, what I want to get us to do is to get off of whatever we've done in the past. Be thankful for it. Be proud of it. You know, share those stories. But if you don't have a new testimony right now, then man, you're missing the boat. Because it's fun doing work for Jesus. Wow. It's fun serving the King. So I challenge you, man. If if if, if in your life right now if you can't if you can't say, man, God's doing this. God's doing that. and God's doing this. And get to work for the Lord because it is good. Stop, don't, don't dwell on, on past victories, man. As long as you've got breath in your lungs, keep kicking. Um, you see, while we often make empty promises and we often make empty gestures, God, however, never does. God always keeps his word. What he says, he will do part is you each have a beautiful role in this story. Each of you do, you have a beautiful role in this story. We just talked about this in men's group over there. And if you haven't got a chance to check out men's group yet, I recommend it. David Smith is killing it over there. Um, In fact, coming up, whether it's maybe next week, I want David to share what we've been Hitting on over there, because I think it's edifying for the whole church. Um, The the fact is, is that when when men rally together in the Word, man, things start to happen. Because let's just be honest, ladies, you guys have been the ones holding up the church for a long time, right? It's just true. Things wouldn't happen around the church if it wasn't for the ladies. It's just how it is. Man, we've got to step up. And here's the truth, is that your story, while it's beautiful, your story's not over yet, it's not done. You still have breath, it ain't over. How many times have we broken promises, but God has never broken his promises? Now, I will be the first to agree, this old world is getting a bit much right now. I mean, who had Sahara Desert Dust Plume in June, right? (laughs) I did not see that coming. And Whatever happened to the murder hornets? I think we skip right over the murder hornets. Like, what is? It's like, what is going on? Uh, and I was prepared. I had my books for <laughs> yeah, yeah. The enemy, the enemy, is now just being extra. I'm pretty sure. He's throwing everything at God's creation in an effort to take as many as he can with him when he goes. It's like we forget that our Jesus walked on raging seas. It's like we forget that he was able to calm it like that. The very moment that he was ready to do so, it was so. Oh, you mad God is not on your schedule? Well, I'm sorry, but he ain't your Uber driver. You just don't schedule God. He'll do it when you say so. That ain't how it works. You see, Jesus is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he needs to. When your hope is fading and all you hear are the loud voices of our times, love and serve God that much more. Be faithful. Keep your eyes on that eastern sky and keep your ears open. There could be a trumpet sound in our near future. Now is not the time to let up on the gas and flee and and head somewhere. Now is the time to be proclaiming Jesus boldly and loudly. Remember, the enemy loves chaos, but God speaks in a still, small voice. Though you see unskillable mountains ahead of you, Jesus has already conquered the mountain that matters most, and that was Mount Calvary that he conquered. And because of that, anything is possible. In Ephesians 3.16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. You see, our our power is in the Holy Spirit. It's not of ourselves. Years ago, when I was living in Northern California, a friend of of mine won an all-expense-paid trip to Maui, Hawaii. Well, as luck would have it, his wife was great with child, and she could not travel. So she was almost nine months pregnant, and he won this free trip to Hawaii, and um, it was a business trip, so he had to go, even though he wanted. it, was like still a, a trip that he had to go on, and he had a free ticket. Now, he invited me to go, okay? The only issue was that the hotel room that he had at first, there was only a queen-size bed in it, or a king-size He was able to turn that out and get two queens, okay? So now here I am sitting with a, a free trip to Hawaii, all right? Plane tickets, accommodations, meals, day trips, literally just show up, right? It's before I was married, by the way, in case you wonder if I left Kansas at home right or All we had to do was just show up. I mean, it was taken care of. The luau and the pig with the apple in its mouth and everything you would think about going to Hawaii, right? It's all, all covered, all, all, all taken care of. All we had to do was show up. It was the, the craziest thing. And everything was paid for while we were there. That's what it's like when you get to be a part of God's plan. You see, God sets the agenda. All you have to do, when you're being led by the Spirit, when you're being a believer who's led by the Spirit, all you have to do is walk in it. And if you will listen for that still, small voice, you'll find yourself right in the middle of God's will. To save humanity, God has already done everything needed. He literally gave his life away. Now, will you open your mouth And will you live your life in a way that will point others to Jesus or not? Or not? It's like we forget that he died upon the cross for the sins of the world. And there are people dying in their sins. We don't really even realize how much he has given to us. And even in our ignorance and unbelief. He did it anyways. That's a popular saying that came out around Easter last year was that Jesus even still fed Judas. Jesus still washed Judas' feet. And if that's the example of our Savior, then what's not wrong? No price was spared for your salvation. There was no expense that was rationed. He freely gave his life away just to be with you and me and assure that we have a home in heaven one day. How many times have we turned away and yet every time he takes us right back? God, may we as a church repent together. And be about your business. God, may we be about your agenda. And may we be about your timeline and now, our own. People ask me all the time, they're like, how's how's church going? I'm like, it's great. They're like, really? Like yeah. like, yeah. I have no expectations whatsoever. You say, are you serious? <laughs> yes. I can't believe y'all keep showing up every week. Because the truth is, is if God doubles it or cut in half, the message is going to be the same. Every one of us here, we're going to keep being faithful to what God has called us to. You know what the Scripture is saying? They're saying, "Having put your hand in the plow and you start working for Jesus, don't look back, wow. right? Don't look back. Keep pushing forward for Christ and the cause of Jesus." God, forgive us when we argue. Father, forgive us when we think our plans for things are better than your plans. There's no debate when it comes to it. You're either listening to what the Spirit's telling you or you're not. And and you know what? Maybe what our prayer needs to be is something like this God, take from me my life when I don't have the strength to give it away to you. When I don't have the strength to. To say, hey, God, not, not my will, but yours be done. Wouldn't that the example of our Savior before the cross? God, not my will, but yours be done. God, help us to be a church that is part of your will. God, help us to be a church that's doing the work of the early church. We don't want to just play church, do we? There's lots of fancier churches you can go to. I'm going to see a movement of God in Mars Hill Church. And you know what? It's not going to be about production, though. I love what we're doing. Man, wasn't it it beautiful to worship together today? It's wonderful. If Mars Hill Church is not about community, then we're not doing something right. If we're not being brothers and sisters in Christ, then we're not doing right. If we're not loving each other unconditionally, then we're not doing right. If we're letting penny things divide us, then we're not doing right. Let's be about the Father's business. And may I remind you why Jesus came was to seek and to save that which was lost. So, if we're keeping our eyes on that, then we'll be doing the Father's business. I feel like this was like a, this is a family talk this morning. I just wanted to share my heart. In case you want to know where your pastor's had in the direction of our church. <clears throat> I could not be more encouraged about what's going on right now in our fellowship. The good thing when you don't have expectations is that you exceed them every time. <laughs> so how about together, guys? We focus on what we know we're supposed to do. Let's be obedient to God's word, and let's just see what he can do with a group of people that are obedient to his word. Some people, I've talked to pastors, and they've been like, man, and I didn't say this like like being like, you know, salty or whatever, but they're like, man, we really struggled over the pandemic. And I'm like, man, we picked up five families, you know, or four families, you know. It's like you guys get it, and you're loving on people, and you're, and, and, this is cool. I don't know what to say. Let's sing a song together. Hey guys, they're going to be coming forward. There's a lot of great things happening in our church. There's going to be some great things coming that I think you guys are going to really be excited about, but I kind of can't let it out of the bag yet, but there's going to be some new things coming. But just know that there's there's, there's what we see, and there's what God's doing, right? So be faithful to what God is calling you to do. Whatever you put your hands to, do it to his glory, and let's see what God can do here at Marsh Hill Church. As your pastor, I could not be more encouraged right now than I am i'm going to lead us in prayer we're going to sing together and then we're gonna we're gonna we'll have some more instructions after that let's pray stand with you guys. god we love you and we need you god I, I i'm thankful that i have the liberty to share my heart with with your church god i'm thankful for what you're doing here At Mars Hill. God, we have seen you do so many things in just over a year. I don't think anybody here is surprised by what you've done. And I think that everybody here, God, wants to be a part of what you're doing. God, we are a thankful people who just want your will in our lives. God, we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. God, we want to encourage those who are hurting God, we want to speak truth unto those, God, that need to hear truth. And, God, we want to be the medicine, to help apply the medicine to those that are hurting, God. God, help us to be the people that you called us to be. God, help us not to get wrapped up in the world's cares and the world's problems. But, God, help us to be a people that is constantly seeking your face. God, as we sing this song together, God, may may the people in these seats, God, have the, the freedom to come pray at this altar. God, may they not see this altar up here as a negative, God, but a positive where they can meet you. God, if somebody in this room doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, God, may they come forward, Lord. God, if somebody in here today ready to join Mars Church and just wants to let everybody know that, God, I pray you give them the strength to do so today. God, if there's anybody in this room, God, that's ready to be baptized, that they've accepted you as their Lord and Savior, and they're ready to let the whole world know that they're a Christian, God. I pray maybe today would be the morning they walk forward and let it be known. And God, for the Christian that is just hurting this morning. God, let them know there's people in this room that love them and care about them. God, for the Christian that's stuck in sin this morning, help them to know there's a way out. God, thank you for the way you love us. Thank you for the freedom that you have given us. That while the world appears to be spinning out of control, God, we know that you sit on your throne. Thank you for the way you love us, Father. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Business to do with Jesus today. You come forward. Don't let anybody stop you. You do what these days. I'll be in here if you need to talk. I don't know what that thing is you do with it, but it is an event. It's better than anything that's come out of my Mr. Coffee coffee maker at the house. So go see that guy. And we look forward to that Wednesday night. Hit me up if you want to. If your student wants to come on Tuesday or if you want to go, hit me up. We'll need a bunch of people to drive to to get that. Um, Men's group online Thursday night. If you want in on that, seven o'clock. And then of course Sunday mornings, men's group, nine o'clock over there. You gotta say amen. Amen. You gotta say, well, you sure are with these men. That's, they, need, they need twice as much work as you ladies do, so that's why we're only men so much. Alright. <laughs> hey, have a good day, Marshall Church. You are dismissed. Alright, this is what we got going on. Check this out. We got wide rows. So
0: every, so every other rows. Is-